0: I want to welcome you to our Calling of the Remnant podcast. It's uh, Friday night, February 23rd. Third. February, thank you. February 23rd. And uh, I want to welcome you to come and talk about some of the things that are going on in the church world today, uh, especially as it pertains to God's remnant. And uh, if you know anything about us here at the City on a Hill, you know that we consider ourselves, we call ourselves a remnant church. We want to be... Uh, those people that that God can trust to use to bring about His will on this earth. God has always had a remnant. Going back, uh, last week I mentioned Elijah. God came to him and said, Elijah, I have 7,000 people reserved. Now, again, 7,000 is not a lot when you consider there were millions of of Israelites, but God said, I have 7,000 people that I can use to bring my will about on this earth. That's who we want to be, and we're calling out Uh, throughout this earth to those people who have a heart to say, God, I want to be a part of that remnant. I want to be a part of those people that you can use to bring about your will on this earth so that we can bring our Lord and Savior back. I've got my son Benji with me right here. He's my associate pastor. I have my wife Julie here on this side, and we're going to talk a little bit uh, each week about things that pertain to bringing about God's will in the remnant church, and this week the thing, one of the things we want to discuss is the I consider it a uh, a failure in the church world today, but it's the idea, uh, the general idea of of the church trying to find a way to go back to the way the early church was. You hear it all over. Everybody has this impression that the early church, what we read about in the word of God, that that is what we should be striving for. Uh, uh, I I guess I could give examples, but I I really don't want to start out giving uh, examples of what I mean. I kind of just want to build a general, general idea first. Uh, it is, it is the thought process of, of many in the church world uh, that church should be going from house to house— and eating with each other the bible says that when the early church first started it says they went house to house breaking bread with one another uh they had simplicity of heart and there's just this i this kumbaya idea of hey i'm gonna go to your house and we're gonna have church then we're gonna go to your house and we're gonna have church we'll get order some pizza we'll we'll have some uh, some food together, and we'll sit there and we'll sing a couple of songs and Wow, we're having some great church uh but just to kind of to get it going, uh my fault or which I believe is from the Lord, is that that is something the devil has used to keep god's people number one from the anointing from the anointed leaders and number two, uh, from being able to walk in the supernatural power of God uh, as, as God requires of his remnant people. Um, now let me just say this, and then I'm going to give you guys a chance to, to start adding to it. Let me say this about, about, the, about the early church. If you go and you read the Word of God— you go and read about the early church, beginning in Acts and then going all the way through the New Testament. If you read it by the Spirit of the Lord, you there is no way to read it with any other understanding of these people had a lot of problems. They were troubled. Uh, the early church was not the panacea. It was not the utopia. It was not the mountaintop. The early church was was the very beginning right. it was they had nothing they had nothing they were the reason they went house to house breaking bread together is because they had nothing whatever they did have they gave up well that and that and that's true too uh, but they they had they literally were struggling just to survive they had nothing there was no structure there was no understanding. They 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 were wondering. Okay, are we are we a Jewish sect? Are we a a uh, a Gentile sect? Are are we a something totally mixed up or something totally different? What are we? And they had no idea what was going on. And if you go and read Apostle Paul's writings, uh, he starts pointing out to them how messed up they are. I believe it's in First Corinthians. Uh, where he said, there's a father and a son who have the same woman and and are are sleeping with the same woman, and you've got this problem and this problem and and all these things. He said, listen, you're really messed up. And today the church world goes and says, that's what we want to be. We want to be that. We want to be like they were because it sounds so simple. It sounds so easy. Uh, But let me just throw this in here, and I always like to use this faith is hard Mm -hmm. faith is hard and because people want to always find the simple way they're missing out on god's supernatural power i've talked enough let me give you guys a chance to jump in
1: well um i think it's important to note that um in the second chapter of acts right before the um the scripture that you referenced um where they were breaking bread from house to house uh it says just before that, a few words before that, on, in verse forty-six, says, "So continuing daily with one accord in the temple."
0: Well, right, yes. So
1: we can't forget yes. that part.
0: that's 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 <laughs> exactly right. It, it is uh, again, the devil plays on people's on people's uh, hu- human desire. Right to want to do things their own way, to want to control things. There, Oh, I, I, I serve God. I, I love God. You know, again, you, you hear me say all the time how love is such an important, it's a big word in the church world today because it is a godly word. It is a, it is a biblical word, but, and, but it's not the only word. It's not the only word. And so they say, well, this is a big word in the Bible, so we're going to talk about love. And as long as I feel I feel like I'm loving God, and as long as I feel like I may be throwing some, some, some bread and canned foods at people that, that are without, I can do everything else the way I want to do it if I want to have church at home, I'll have it at home. If I want to do, I want to be just like the early church, in fact, and I'm going to invite my friends over and we're going to go into my basement and we're going to get a guitar and we're going to play, strum a few notes, and we're going to call ourselves a church and we're going to go home happy because we're just like the early church. But again, you have totally allowed the devil to cut off the anointing principle from his word and if you cut off the anointing you cut off the supernatural and and as i say from time to time I, I always like to make people aware we're not after a mercy drop every so often of of being able to say oh god did this god did this no no we want to walk in the supernatural we want to be like elijah we want to we want to do we want the supernatural to be so mighty in our lives that, that all the earth has to look and say, those people are different. That's God's
2: remnant. Benji? I can see the question brewing in a lot of people's minds right now. Um, uh, going back to the actual early church, not what the early church is thought to be like and what they're actually doing nowadays, but I can see people actually asking the question, what did people do during the early church that that may have actually pleased God
0: well uh here's here's my take on that the thing that pleased God about the early church is that they were becoming the church that 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 is that is the that is the really where it begins and it ends they were it was they were literally you think about building a house when you build a house, what's the first thing you build? You build the foundation. Well, Jesus of course is our is our rock that we stand on. They literally were standing on the very foundational beginning of what the church was. But there was nothing built yet. There was no structure. There was nothing, there was nothing to point to and say that's what we want to do. They had they had nothing. The only thing they really did right was, was say, oh, well, we're, we're, we're starting to become a church. That's why the Apostle Paul was so important. The Apostle Paul was uniquely suited as someone who, who was skilled and schooled in the Jewish law and the things of the Jewish people, but also a Roman citizen and someone that knew uh, what the world was about. And he was uniquely suited to be able to begin to say, okay, we're going to start putting some structure to this. We're going to begin to, to, put, to put churches in areas. We're going to begin to say, you can't just be willy-nilly about this. We're going to begin to build this church by the Spirit of the Lord. He even, the Bible makes it clear that in the beginning that Peter was the de facto leader of the church world. But Peter even had to go and, and have some discussions with Peter to say, hey, you know, you're the leader, and, and I know you're the leader, and, and I recognize you as the leader. You
2: mean Paul had discussions Paul
0: with Peter? Paul had to go to Peter. Yeah, excuse me. He had to go to Peter and say, I recognize you, Peter, as the leader. I, I, you are the leader, but, but, but you're not out there like I'm out there. And, and there's some things that you're doing that are causing confusion in the church world. And, and, and I'm out there trying to build structure in the church, but that's what God's called me to do as an apostle. And, and I need you, Peter, to be on board with some things. I need you, Peter, to, to, to make it clear that we are not some Jewish sect anymore. I need you to make it clear that we're not doing things like, like the the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, we're, we're not doing things like those people did that Jesus came down on. We're, we're incorporating, we're incorporating pieces of it because God spoke. He spoke throughout all those, through Moses and through, through the prophets. We're incorporating that, but we're incorporating it now through the blood of Jesus. And I need you, Peter, to be on board because it's hard out there. This is hard work. And so to answer your question, they didn't do a whole lot right. They didn't do a lot right, which kind of leads to the next uh, segue into into flash forward uh, even a few more years to when the book of Revelation was written. I
1: was just going to mention that. And And if
0: you go a few more years, maybe depending on exactly where you place it, even a few decades further, you come to the book of Revelation that the Apostle John wrote, and uh, uh, I believe it's pretty well established that people believe that John was he was older, much older at this point in his life and 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 here's here's John, and all of a sudden the Lord comes and begins to speak this these truths to him that is written in the book of Revelation. and the first the first part of revelation, is is given over to correcting the church that's what the first if you go to chapter two and chapter three jesus comes and says hey i have seven churches in asia i have seven churches and these things have different levels of problems Mm -hmm. and i'm not we don't have time to sit there and read them right now uh but if you go and you read now again this is jesus talking this is jesus talking to the churches." through the uh, uh, right. the revelation given to apostle John he goes to those seven churches and he says Listen, you're messed up here, you're messed up, you're messed up, you're messed up. I'm gonna vomit you out of my mouth. Uh, you have a prophetess that I'm going to I'm gonna kill, and all the people that are following this prophetess, I'm gonna throw them into a sick bed, and and you've got this and this and this, and 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 I'm the I'm the one that is the head of the church, and you're gonna to listen to me or I'm gonna deal with you. And people, people don't, you know, they like to get into the the flying dragons and stuff of Revelation. They don't like to get into the church part of Revelation. They don't like to read the part of Revelation where Jesus is talking to his church and saying, hey, you're messed up, and I'm here to fix it. And so today is today is no different. You've got people following false prophets. I mean, I've seen... <laughs> you turn on the, which I don't really do anymore, uh, is it, fruitless. But if you ever turn on what TV, streaming, whatever it is, I mean, you see, there are so many false prophets out there. There are so many false prophets doing crazy things. And then then you see these false prophets and, and they get up and then they're wrong about what they say. And then they get up and they say, well, everybody's wrong. I can't help it. I was wrong. I'm not perfect. Uh, 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 my next prophecy will be right. And I'm like, well, well, the Bible says if a prophet prophesies and is wrong, then they're, they're a false prophet. Uh, it's It's crazy what's going on in the church world and it's time and this is why we're having this discussion right now yes, yes. because it's time and i believe in my heart that it's time that that the remnant stand up on behalf of of the work of Christ and just like john was writing in revelation it's time the prophetic remnant i don't have time to get into that i've written books i've i've i minister on it If you want to hear more about it, tune into some of our services. Uh, I, I talk about it all the time. But it's time for the prophetic church to stand up, that small remnant. And it's small. It's small. Jesus was talking about the narrow gate. He said, there are few who find it, few who find it. We forget that scripture sometimes. But it's time for the prophetic remnant to stand up and to say it's not okay what's going on in the church world it's not okay that everybody is running to their own house you say oh what does that mean that's what was happening at the time in israel everybody was running to their own house and the prophet stood up and said hey you're going to your own house and worshiping god the way you want to worship god not the way god wants you to worship him and people say well well that's old testament no god doesn't change God doesn't change that if you don't the devil has cut that scripture out of people's uh, hearts God doesn't change and if he had a prescribed way then he has a prescribed way now is it through Jesus absolutely is it through his blood absolutely is it by grace absolutely but God still uses his anointing that n- never has ended and never will end. Uh, God uses his anointed uh, to bring about what his proper worship on this earth, and it's time the prophetic remnant stands up and says, it's not okay what's happening in the church. It's not okay that everybody runs to their own house. It's not okay. You know, we joke about in our family, uh, we were reading a story one time during the pandemic uh, these people saying that they've re- reached a new level of relationship with the Lord by having church in their hot tub. I, I mean, I, 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 I was, I was part uh, amused, amused and laughing, and another part vomiting. You know, <laughs> wondering what, what, what is, what is going on? What is happening here? Uh, well,
2: anyway, let me. Do you have anything you want to add? Well, in an attempt to try to sum up a lot of the things that you just said. I think one of the points that we can agree on is that our example of the way that we're supposed to do church does not actually come from the way people began church at the very beginning. Um, like Dad said, the right thing that they did was start doing church, and you know the apostle Paul had to come in, and the apostle Paul had to come in and start bringing structure to it. Uh, still to this day. Uh, most churches they still need structure. They still need apostleship, as the as this book that I was reading about the early church was explaining a little bit ago. But like my dad said, the precepts and the examples that we have to start doing church are in the Bible, right there in front of us. And like like you said, the devil is trying to cut a lot of those really important parts out of our thought process of doing church and just worshiping God. In spirit and in truth, and I don't want to drone on it. I well, don't want it, it's there's this idea that when Jesus came,
0: that everything after after Jesus came died and was resurrected. There's this idea that nothing from before is to is to be the same, and that's not true. Jesus changed the way you get into the covenant. He said, it's now through my my body, my death, is how you get into the covenant. It's because of my blood, not the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. Uh, That's not how, that has nothing to do with the covenant anymore. That's gone. He said, it's through my blood that you get into the covenant. He said, I am the door. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. It's me. He made it clear over and over and over and over again. He said, there's only one way. There is no other way. I am the way. But he is the way into the covenants of God though. and and once you get into the covenants, actually things are pre, are very much the same as they always have been throughout history. God requires the same the same type of, of, of commitment. He requires the same type of 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 covenant responsibility and and yes because of christ we are filled with his holy spirit and our worship can actually go to a new level because now we're worshiping in spirit and in truth as and and that's a whole nother subject that we'd like to talk about here at the city on the hill uh and i've ministered on many times but the fact remains that god has not changed what god desired from the very beginning of time what god desired with abraham what god desired with moses what god desired with david and, and elijah and daniel and, and and all the prophets god still desires today but the way into that covenant is through the blood of christ praise the lord that's how you do, we get into it but but the v- premise of what God wants to and desires from his people, that has not changed. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Well, listen, um, my family knows, everyone that's a part of the city on a hill knows that I could go on talking about this for a long time. It is, it is, it's one of those things that you <clears throat> you can't escape as you drive down the road, as you drive drive by churches here and there, you can't escape uh, how how the church has either become so worldly, or the enemy has so deceived God's people into trying to go back to something that we should not be trying to go back to. If we're still trying to go back to the early church, then we're in deep, deep, deep trouble. And the fact is the church is in trouble. God will never allow his church to to die and he'll never allow his church to be overcome. That's a promise in God's word, but God is looking for the remnant that's going to stand up and say, you know what? We know, we know what the truth is. We know what God is looking for. God's not looking for people to try to be like or replicate the early church. He's not looking for people to go house to house and have, oh, oh listen, our small group is so spiritual. Our small group is, you just, we've got the best small group going on. Listen, a small group is no replacement for the anointed power of God where God is, is, is doing the supernatural works. And, and again, we're not looking for God to come and pat us on the back. We're not looking for God to give us little mercy drops here and there. We want to see mountains moved. We want to see people that don't have limbs have limbs grow back. We want to see the blinded eyes open. We want to see the works of the devil crushed and defeated. We want to see God's people so mighty, and so strong that the enemy has no place to stand with any any sort of, of even a thought of victory. We want it to show that God and his people are so overwhelmingly and uh, uh, powerful that the enemy just cowers in fear. That's what we want to see. You say that's impossible. It's not if God did it for his people thousands of years ago he wants to do it for us today because the word of god says in hebrews it says we have a better covenant we have a better covenant so if god was overwhelmingly uh, powerful shaking mountains with his power destroying armies with with literally just a word as his, his mouth if he was doing those things back back uh in what we call the old testament he wants to do it today because we have a better covenant with better promises. Well, praise the Lord. We probably need to start bringing this to a little bit of a close. Uh, there's so much we could talk about. It's, it's so many scriptures, and I hope people tune in to some of our other uh, opportunities and services and some of the things we've we've put out there so they can really find out more about how we're trying to live this out here. But before we close, is there anything you want to add or... or uh so that we can uh close this up
1: yes i do um i was hoping that you would address it uh but uh, you haven't said anything about it yet so i'm going to put it out there the scripture in hebrews about forsaking not the assembling of yourselves together uh, would you talk a little bit more about that? Because I know yeah. that a lot of people have people have very differing ideas about right. what that scripture it says.
0: Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, as is the manner of some, but it says even, even more, more so, so as you see day the it. day, the day, the day of the Lord. However you want to say it, approaching, and you know people are on both sides. Use that scripture. You've got people that are that are more. I don't know traditional, orthodox, however you want to say it, use it to say you should gather in this prescribed manner. You have other people that use it to say, hey, we're gathering together, we're gathering in my basement, we're gathering, you know, we've decided that I'm the de facto minister this week, and next week this person's going to be the minister, and next week that person could be the minister, and we're gathering together. Uh, They both use that scripture, and and. The way I always try to approach the Word of God is, is to approach, approach it to the nth degree. That scripture contains everything. Yes, brothers and sisters should always be gathering together because the, world, the world's not getting any better. It's only getting worse. The, world, the world's horrible. We should always be trying to gather together, but it also, it also absolutely is referring to God's anointed covering where we go and we follow God's God's structure of how he wants to do things to keep things in order and keep things in line it's inclusive of all of it it shouldn't be one or the other it should be all of it and the bottom line is all of it we should be doing more all of it we should have more of it right all of it all of
2: it should be more uh benji yes um On that note, I do want to throw a question. It's kind of stewing in my mind. I want to throw it out there for you all to answer to yourselves. Uh, Feel free to reach out to us on any of our platforms and give us your thoughts on this, but the question I want to ask you is, are you trying to put forth an effort to reach out to God and what you're doing in your walk with God, what you're doing in your going to church, or are you trying to make it as simple as possible? Are you looking at specific verses and saying, how can I apply this? How can I apply the word of the Lord, but in the simplest way? What, which one of these churches makes it the easiest for me to serve God the way that I want to?
0: Well, that's a great point because, <clears throat> because I always try to, to explain things about the word of God like this. The word of God is a book. It, it has priorities. Yes, the Bible clearly says that God wants his people to be happy. But what people extrapolate from that is they say, well, God wants me to be happy, doing church my way, and me just being my own de facto leader makes me happy, so that means it must please God, but it doesn't. You see, there are priorities in the Word of God, and the top priority that the Word of God has is is that God is exalted and that we please God. That is the top priority above everything else. Our happiness falls in way, way beneath beneath that. And so if your priority is not pleasing God, uh, Hosea said, he said, all my people, he said, they all call upon me, but no one exalts me. Yeah, you can call upon God sitting on your couch, in your car, in your living room, in your hot tub, in your pool, at the beach, uh, in the jungle. You call upon God anywhere, Yes. But you're not exalting God. God has a way that he wants things done under his anointing. He has a way that exalts God the most and the highest. And we should, with every fiber of our being, be seeking to please God. And yes, God wants us happy. Yes, God says, I've set you free. But he's not set us free from pleasing him. He's not set us free from exalting him. That's our number one priority. And uh, you know, people, one of the things and this is a subject maybe for another week, maybe next week, who knows. Uh, But people always say, well, why do good things happen to bad people? If God cares that much about how things are done, you why mean, do why do bad excuse things? me why do bad things happen to good people yes <laughs> thank you why do bad things happen to good people well here's here's the understanding that people have to have to get God has a covenant plan it, you can't escape it through His Word God has a covenant plan and the only people that God is. It has said that I am covenanted and required to do these supernatural things for are for those people walking out his covenant plan. Being a good person doesn't count. Actually, even, even just giving your heart to the Lord doesn't count. Giving your heart to the Lord gets you through the door. Jesus is the door. We already talked about that. It gets you through the door. But if you expect God to do the supernatural in your life. Again, not just little mercy drops. God's a God of love. So he does little mercy drops from time to time. But I'm talking about the supernatural power of God uh, on on a level that this world's not seeing right now. And God taking care of you the way he took care of Abraham. because We are the seed of Abraham, aren't we? Did I make that mistake? No, it says we're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Does it not say that? So the way God took care of Abraham means he wants to take care of us. But we've got to do what Abraham did. We have to do what he did. Jesus said to to the leadership of the day, he said, you're not Abraham's children. They said, yes, we are. I've got his blood running through in my veins. And he said, no. He said, if you were Abraham's children, you would do what Abraham did. Well, that's speaking to us. If we follow the covenant plan of God, then God will supernaturally do whatever it takes to see that we're blessed. If we don't, then God has no responsibility to do it, none whatsoever. And so I know you say, well, boy, I thought you were talking about uh, not doing things like the early church, but it all fits together. We've got to get out of our minds this simplicity idea, this idea of keeping things simple and easy and not bothering my life. Well, I've got to take my kid to... He's got his ball that he plays on Sundays, and God knows how important that—no, no, God doesn't know how important that is. God knows what's important is pleasing him. Right, That's what's pleasing right. to God. And so, uh, again, we're talking—this is calling the remnant. That's what we're about. And so I'm hoping the remnant gets this in their hearts. And You, you have anything you want to add about the remnant before—
2: Uh, before we close? One more little word of encouragement about becoming the remnant. You want to take a step in becoming the remnant, going back to what I said about making an effort versus uh, making it simple. Read verses in the Bible and and say to yourself, rather than how can I apply this verse in the simplest way, say how can I apply this verse in the way that pleases God the most? And seek the lord about it seek the word of god about it pray about it it requires an effort but that's what god wants to see from his people from his remnant an effort to please him praise the lord any closing words from you
1: um well i did want you know i just can't get away from it um it's just the one that one chapter in second Chronicles 16 um God wants to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal Loyal. to him. Covenant
0: word. That's a covenant word.
1: And showing how your heart is loyal to him, you can't just phone it in. No, You can't just, you know, well, I have loyal feelings. Think about in a marriage. You're not loyal. You can't just say that you're loyal to your spouse no you can't just say that you're loyal to uh your your covenant partner no. and you
0: just, don't say love you show love you have to do you, you have show to do love. things that's right that are loyal that's right faith to without works forward. is dead well let's end this today i appreciate you being with us We're talking about covenant calling, uh, uh, the covenant people of God calling the remnant. Uh, That's what we're talking about here. And to close it out, God always has a remnant. We were talking about Revelation and the churches in Revelation. Go read chapter 2, chapter 3 of Revelation and go read about those seven churches. Even in those seven churches, Jesus pointed out, he said, hey, but there's a small remnant there who's doing my will. There's a small remnant that's following my will. We want to be God's remnant. I hope you do as well. Uh, Remember, 7 o'clock Wednesday nights, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Come and join us or watch us. Benji, tell them where they can see us.
2: All right. This podcast is available on Facebook, YouTube, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you can get your podcast. We've got our Sunday eleven AM services, like I said. We got Wednesday night at seven PM. We have uh, social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, where we post our, where we live stream our services, and we also have something going on just about every night, like our, like our remnant devotions. I have Remnant 101 coming out on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. And I Just said,
0: the' I We're everywhere. We got stuff everywhere. <laughs> yep. that's, that's it. God bless you. We'll see you next time.